Ryder here. Welcome to Pegging Paradise podcast number 274 on February 25th, 2021. Change in the world, one ass at a time. My mission here at Pegging Paradise podcast is first and foremost to spread the word about pegging. I offer you accurate information to dispel the common myths and misconceptions. Basically, I spread the knowledge so that you can get onto the thrill of spreading your cheeks or your partners. Another part of my mission is encouraging you to explore your out-of-the-box sexual interests without shame or embarrassment. Shame is the silent saboteur of sexual satisfaction. Don't let it stop you from delving into the world of pegging and any other consensual safe kink that calls to you. The journey can be exhilarating, breathtaking, and life-changing. If you would like to support this mission, become a patron of my work. All patrons have access to the podcast a day early, as well as a 24-7 chat channel full of pegging aficionados from all over the world. Rewards for the various levels of monthly support include written and audio erotica to titillate and instigate. You can also make a yearly one-time donation and receive the same benefits as a monthly patron. Another way to support my work is by shopping at EnticeMe.com, the little black dress of pleasure products. Head over to EnticeMe and peruse a meticulously curated selection of luxury, body-safe, non-toxic toys, specifically chosen for your thrills and satisfaction. For free shipping of your entire purchase, use the coupon code RIDER. That's R-Y-D-E-R. Need help figuring out which pegging equipment is the best choice for you? I offer free equipment phone consultations for customers of EnticeMe, and you will be supporting my mission of spreading cheeks around the world. (laughs) All right, let's jump right in to the first letter. Hi, I stumbled across your blog and it piqued my interest highly. My name is Allison and I would like to tell you my story. Started when I was about 13, I started getting into panties, wearing them to school, then into my teenage days, grew stronger with more desire. I had a collection of women's lingerie and clothing. Finally, I got a vehicle and went to a sex shop and got an anal plug, and then it began a whole other passageway. Yay! I slid my panties aside and slid it in my bum, and it made me instantly erect. Fast forward a little, my mom busted my ex and I with a purple five-pack of vibes and said I should not leave my toys out for everyone to see. My heart kind of sank and like, oh my God. Anywho, I who wear thongs and butt plugs under my regular man clothes around the house, changing the oil on my car, really any chance I would get. One time my mom walked into my room and went through it and found all of my panty fetish cross-dressing fetish stuff and put sticky notes all over with capital no, 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 which made me lash out for wanting to cross-dress even more. So I go, then come back home the next day, All my cross-dressing stuff is gone in the trash. Fast forward to September 2016. I was messaging this girl on Plenty of Fish, and I put my kinks out there. A few days into the relationship, I kind of jokingly said something along the lines of, I bet it would turn you on to see my bubble ass in a pink thong. Went blank for a second, then she was like, okay, send me a pic, so I proceeded. Once I saw that she was still interested in talking to me, I asked her if she would like to see more photos. She responded, yes. I had to look at my phone, like, did she really put this out there or am I imagining it? So I sent her some ones of me fully dressed. Did not look anywhere as hot as I do now with my wife's help. 
After a few more pics, she was still messaging me. I knew she was the one. So now, five years ahead, on February 10th, 2021, I have a whole wardrobe of sexy, sophisticated outfits, six different style wigs, six pairs of high heels, two drawers full of panties, and a tub with a lock on it full of dildos, strap-on, butt plugs, whips, leash, collars, restraints. We've gone out in public a handful of times now. First time was to the movies, and this guy was totally checking my chick and I out. It felt thrilling and exhilarating. My heart was racing as soon as we walked into the AMC, and then having to purchase the tickets and the feeling of everyone staring at you, literally all eyes on you. I absolutely loved it. We try to do pegging as much as we can, but my wife's a little bigger, but we can't seem to find a strap-on and a firm, long dildo. That way I can move and don't have to be right up on her. Any help with that would be great. Anyways, I'm so glad I found your website. I have so many more stories if you're interested. I know I kind of rambled on, but it felt so amazing to text this, hoping you would read it to your listeners. And let's see, and her name is Allison. So, uh, this was about the cross-dressing. Clearly, I've done a couple of podcasts about cross-dressing, and I absolutely want to support that kink 100%. Many times, not always, it comes with the pegging. It's something that receivers want to explore as well. So first, Allison, let me say, I am so sad for the experience that you went through with your mom, and I'm so sorry to hear that that's the way it went. That is fucked up. And so cheers on you, good on you, that you persisted, that you found someone who enjoys your kink just as much as you do, and you are happy with that. Now, I have heard that cross-dressers tend to go through cycles, that they're so embarrassed and have so much shame about the cross-dressing, which it doesn't seem like you really had. Your mom tried to inflict it upon you, but they go through cycles in terms of having it and then purging of all of their stuff and then collecting it again because it's something they just crave. So the first part of your story was delicious that you just really, this is what I like to do. And so this is what I'm going to do. And the shame and embarrassment is deserving of your mom because she tried to fuck with that. And what you were doing was perfectly okay. So I'm going to end that rant there and congratulate you (laughs) once again for continuing with your kink to enjoy it to finding the clothes, the partner, the wigs, the shoes, for going out dressed up. Yay, that must have been incredibly exciting. Okay, so to your question here at the end. uh, Let's see. With pegging, my wife is a little bigger. We can't seem to find a strap-on and a firm long dildo uh, that you can move and don't have to be right up on her. So two types of big, beautiful bodies. You mentioned your wife is bigger. One is the kind with the big, beautiful butt and big, beautiful thighs. And the other kind is more the belly. So if your wife has that lovely large belly, then you definitely are going to want a longer toy and you are going to want a specific kind of harness. When you have that big, beautiful belly and the big fupa, which is like the fleshy upper pubic area, you need a high cut panty to contain that and hold it all in. That helps with the pegging, kind of keep it out of the way, if you will. So the spare parts Sasha is excellent. The spare parts Bella is also really good. And I'm also going to put a link to the Rodeo high-rise harness, which is less expensive since those first two options are quite pricey. And that one will work as well. 
And then if your wife is the kind of big, beautiful body that just has that gorgeous big booty and the big thighs, then a number of different harnesses will work. The very best one would be the Aslan Leather Minx because it's got that wonderful wide corset back that provides better stability for that kind of a body. Now, for the toys, um, there are three toys that I know of, four actually, that have that nice length and there are a wide variety of sizes, so I'll put those in the linkorama. Uh, I'll put it under the heading long toys <laughs> because that way you can take a look and figure out which one works for you. Please be sure to take into account some of them are dual density, so they're going to be softer. Some of them are not. If you like a firmer toy, you do mention a firm toy, but some of the firm ones are a little bit wider. So take that into consideration too, and don't let your eyes be bigger than your ass. <laughs> I'll bet you have so much fun getting dressed up and fucked. I just have to say that. So good for you. Congratulations. And thank you so much for writing in. Here's my next letter. This is from Down Under Pegged, and the topic is how to go. <laughs> I love that. I never thought my wife would be interested in giving this a go, as she hasn't tried any anal play. I bought some toys and emailed her a pic and asked if she could help with prostate massage. She emailed back her reply, okay. I made sure I had towels, gloves, lube, so we were ready to go. I bought a P-Spot handheld toy and a vibrating graduated butt plug as I thought I would need something vibrating to bring about orgasm. She asked what to do and I said, move it around in there and see what happens. Before long, I was head down, ass up, and when she began to stroke the head of my cock at the same time, fireworks began and I had the strongest orgasm I've ever had unbelievable. This was doubly good as I had only had PIV orgasms with her that were all my doing, so to speak. It was so good, just bearing down and coming so hard, I couldn't believe it. Thanks to Ruby and everyone for talking about it. Couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> you have found some new sexual territory to explore. This is what happens when people who had no idea that the prostate can kind of be a turbocharged button for your sexual excitement, not just excitement, but for your pleasure. Absolutely. So many times I hear this over and over and over again. Oh my God, it came so quickly. So if any of you out there listening have an issue with you have problems having that ejaculation coming while you're doing PIV, because sometimes that's a thing, put a butt plug in. And if you're still having problems, put a vibrating butt plug in, right? That's always an option. Definitely, definitely. Congratulations. Have fun exploring. Wonderful to hear about the best orgasm you've ever had. Thanks for sharing that. Here's another one. This is very short. How many mature women love pegging men and don't judge them? If a man desires to explore pegging, does it make him gay or a freaky black man? I was taught anything a man and woman do is just sex. Okay, so I'm assuming this is from a black man. Uh, thank you for asking that question. And here's the deal. I have no idea how many mature women love pegging men. <laughs> I do know that unfortunately a fair amount of mature women judge men for wanting any kind of anal play. This is one of the things I'm working really hard on to dispel this notion 
that this is somehow taboo, humiliating, blah, blah, blah. You've heard my lecture many, many times if you listen to this podcast. So, but I have no way of telling you, no way of measuring how many mature women love pegging. I do know that we are out there. Absolutely, we are out there. I do know that I'm also working very hard to create more of us and reassure women who have an interest in this that is totally fine giving them all of the accurate information as opposed to allowing them to stay in the misconceptions and the myths. Now, uh, if a man desires to explore pegging, does it make him gay or, or a freaky black man? Here's the deal. Uh, freaky, I think, is a lovely word. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that that's a bad thing if someone thinks you're a freaky black man. On the other hand, if you're using that with a negative connotation, um, it's so subjective. People use labels all the time. But let's back up to the beginning of that sentence. Does it make you gay? Hell no. <laughs> okay. Sexual activity does not determine sexual orientation. Sexual activity is what you're doing, what part of the body you're playing with and toys and, you know, body parts and things like that, right? Sexual orientation is who you're doing it with and who you're attracted to. So the part of your body that you enjoy having stimulated is absolutely no bearing on the gender you prefer to do the stimulating. You love ass play, but you want to do it with a woman. Awesome. Does that make you gay? Hell no. Just that's not the way sexual orientation works, okay? In your last sentence, I was taught anything a man and a woman do is just sex. That's the funny part to me because so often there are women who hear about pegging and they're like, oh my God, he must be gay. No, pegging is when a woman straps it on and does it to a guy. And I know that there are less gendered ways to state that definition, but that's going back to the original very gender binary type of definition. Nonetheless, a woman putting a strap on and fucking a guy is definitely not gay. Definition of gay is two people of the same gender. And gender is becoming more fluid and there are non-binary people and all kinds of things. However, no, please be reassured that anything a man and a woman do is just sex. Absolutely. You are totally right on that. So please let me reassure you. I'm going to put a link to an audio clip that I would love for you to listen to about pegging. And it is meant to reassure men who are right at that precipice of, oh, I'm kind of interested in this, but oh my God, there's just so taboo and the shame and the embarrassment and all this kind of stuff. And I suggest that you listen to it and I think it might reassure you a lot. And anyone else listening, please go to my Linkorama and you will find that in my Linkorama under the words uh, for the gentleman. And I believe that you are a new person to me that you found me maybe through TikTok or Instagram. And so when I say Linkorama, anyone listening, that means there's just a ton of links that I list on my blog when I post my podcast. Everything I'm mentioning that I'm going to put a link to, that collection, which I call the Linkorama, is going to be on my blog where I've posted the podcast. So there you go. All right. Here's another one that's like really short. Subject is pegging. Hi, are there women out there that will teach pegging? <laughs> that's it. That is all the question is. Absolutely, there are women out there that will teach pegging. They're called professionals, okay? There are some sex workers out there that are delighted to have newbies to show them the ins and outs, if you will allow a pun, 
of pegging and teach them what it's all about and do the to them for large sums of money. <laughs> There's no question about that. Are there women who are going to teach a man about pegging out of the goodness of their hearts just because you want to learn it? No, there pretty much aren't. Okay. <laughs> so um, here's the deal. If you want to experience pegging, the first thing you need to do is differentiate between do you want the experience or do you want the relationship with an experience? If you just want the experience with all due respect for the illegality of what I'm about to suggest, heaven forbid, I should be suggesting that you do anything illegal go find a pro because that is the way to do it. If you want a relationship with the experience, look where you normally look for a partner, find a partner trying to pay attention to signs of sex positivity or open-mindedness or sexual explorative type of hints and have a few dates, two to three. Do not have sex with the person yet. And about the second or third date, if you really like this person, you lay your kink cards out on the table and you say, hey, we've been going out and I really like you and I'd love to see more of you because I enjoy you. And here's the thing that you need to know about me. I am very sexually explorative. I'm very open-minded. And one of the things I really want to explore is pegging. And if you have always wanted to explore that too, or if you have an interest in it, maybe we're meant for each other. I don't know, but I thought I would just lay the my kink card on the table here and let you decide. And if it's not your thing, no harm, no foul, we can go our separate ways. But think about it and let me know what you think. Here's the reasoning behind what I suggest. The reason that you do not have sex with someone first is because when you have sex with someone first, what you're doing is becoming a little bit more emotionally involved with them. And that ups the stakes here. That ups the stakes tremendously because then you're talking about things like, well, if I say goodbye now, she's going to have hurt feelings. And by the way, that vanilla sex was pretty fucking hot and it's hard to let go of because I really like sex, even if it's not pegging. See what I mean? So do not have sex first because that way you don't have as much invested. So many times I hear this over and over and over again. Well, I don't want to do that too soon because I'm afraid I'm going to scare them away. Don't be afraid you're going to scare them away. Intentionally scare them away at that point. Point. And I don't mean throw it in their face right in the beginning and lead with the fact that you're looking to do pegging with a partner because then it makes women like me who enjoy pegging feel like we're being used as fetish dispensers. Give this new person a chance to get to know you, who you are as a person, spend some time with you, know some things about you, sharing, blah, 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 right? Do not have sex first and then lay the kink cards out on the table. That way you've let them know you as a person and develop any interest that they might have in seeing more of you. And then you lay the cards on the table and let them decide. And if they're scared away, they are not the right person for you. Please keep that in mind. There's nothing wrong with scary at that juncture, scaring someone away who is not compatible with you sexually. Otherwise, do you know how many stories I hear about guys who, you know, they do the sex thing. They're kind of afraid to say something about the pegging. So they just keep doing the sex thing, the vanilla sex and not talking about the kink cards and they get really involved and maybe they even get married. And then finally they decide to say it and their partner is kind of disbelieving, sort of like, are you serious? Because how come you didn't tell me this like years ago or months ago or what have you? And they feel kind of misled. Why do they feel misled? Because you haven't been authentic. You haven't been honest about what you love, okay? Or what you want to explore if you have not explored it yet. 
So your question did kind of sound like you were someone who was just looking for some arbitrary, wonderful woman to teach you all about pegging. And to re-answer that question one more time, no, they don't exist. They're called professionals and you have to pay them. And that's kind of how that works. So sorry I got off on the rant about relationships, but in case that information is helpful to you, then there you have it, or helpful to any of the other listeners. In the Linkorama, I'm going to put two links. One is going to be to an article that I wrote called The Case for a Pro, which is very interesting for you to read if you are considering that option. The other is also if you're considering that option of going to a pro, and it is a link to information about how to find a safe provider. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you for the question. Here is my next one. (laughs) The subject is was hesitant, now horny for his ass. (laughs) I love that subject line. Hi, Ruby, hope you are well. Both my partner and I are in our early to mid-twenties and live in the UK. We are both amazing people, especially for how open-minded and sex-positive we are. I love (laughs) self-confidence. My man is the best human being I know. He is so emotionally in touch and comfortable with himself, which is one of my favorite things about him. He told me reasonably quickly, within a year, in our relationship about his desire to be pegged. I had never heard of it and was more than happy to give it a try. We bought reasonably cheap and easy equipment and did our best. We started out pegging only once a month at most. My partner was really good about not forcing it on me all the time and not pushing for it. That was great. However, I have to admit it wasn't my favorite thing to do. He told me one day about your podcast, which he had stumbled upon. He explained what you talk about and how you helped, but I never really gave it much thought about listening. Anyway, we've been occasionally pegging for over a year, and I have to say, I never really got to grips with it. I knew how much he loved it, but I suppose I never really understood why. So early January, he sat down with me, and we listened to episode number 112, which really cleared stuff up and made feelings and thoughts of mine, which I hadn't understood, clear. So then I ended up falling through the rabbit hole and have spent the last three weeks straight trying to listen from episode 112 to now. In that time, listening to other men's experiences, some women's points of view, and your own information, I have been hooked. My enthusiasm has gone through the roof. Now I understand how and why he feels the way he does about pegging. If I could go back in time to the very first time he mentioned pegging to me, so I could have researched it, found you, and given him everything he wanted and more, I would. I also feel like for the last year I've missed out on the enjoyment as well. We have made some more calculated purchases, not sparing on expense, and I can't wait to fully enjoy this much more colorful world. Both my partner and I wanted to thank you for all the help and guidance you have provided. I will be looking at my calendar for when I can get up at 2 a.m. to attend your webinars. (laughs) You are my hero. Also, thanks to all your listeners who write to you with their experiences. Without them and you... I would never have understood my man and given him the best fucking of his life. So thank you very much. My question is, how is the best way to store toys and accessories? I am a little bit of a storage freak and love things to be categorized and stored for maximum efficiency. Any suggestions? Also, I'm the biggest pillow princess ever. Any exercises you would recommend for women like me who need help with thrusting stamina, I would be so thankful. Thank you so much, Emma. P.S. 
I also want to say how much I love the way you have educated me outside of pegging. I've done so much research into the man box, sex workers' rights, sex education, and other things that you have brought up. Even if you get the same questions or similar stories, I couldn't stop listening to your podcasts as I love the different and new information I get from you. I want to do the most I can to understand others and make the world a better place for myself and others. My partner and I have discussed the man box. I was fascinated by his response. His theory is that you are more likely to be in the man box if you typically fit in with society. If you are perceived as different, you don't conform to the man box. So you are used to being seen as different. So accept your difference in society. I feel the man box is so true. And I think both women and men should know about it. It's something we all contribute to. So, so interesting. And something we should all address in our lives. Oh, Emma, lovely letter. Oh my gosh, I recall you being in my webinars and I answered some of these questions, but I'm going to answer them for everyone else listening. So first, let me, I'm scanning back here, exercises. Here are the exercises that I would recommend for people who want to get better at pegging, givers specifically. Cardio, <laughs> definitely do cardio. Core exercises, anything that's going to develop core strength, whatever you like the best. And then there are three different things I can recommend that could be really helpful for kind of hip movements and thrusting and things like that. One would be glute bridges. I will put a link to somewhere that explains that on the internet that I can find. And also kettlebell swings. That exercise also requires clenching your butt muscles and those are integral in the whole thrusting thing. Also, if you're just are having a little bit of a time getting your hips loosened up to moving and thrusting and things, I recommend those adult weighted exercise hoops. There's all kinds of classes that are taught in you know, YouTube videos and what have you with those hoops. And those can really help in getting you to loosen up your hips and be able to thrust and have that wonderful roll of the hips that is a big part of fucking someone, you guys. I thought at first maybe belly dancing, but belly dancing is different. Belly dancing is side to side. The hip thing is very much back and forth. So yes, that'll get your hips loosened up. So I'll put a link to that. I have started writing an article about those exercises because I've been asked that question so many times, but uh, it's not done yet. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and just put the links to all that stuff I just talked about. Let's see, what else have you asked me here? Haha, -ha. scanning back, I see there were no other questions. It was more that I just wanted to really comment on some of the things that you mentioned. I recorded that podcast, number 112, which for those of you listening who are brand new to this podcast, it is for givers right after they've been introduced to the concept of pegging. And it basically takes you through all the myths and misconceptions and corrects them and gives you accurate information. But one of the most important things it does, which Emma, you talked about quite eloquently, is to give you information about why your partner wants this so much and all of the different reasons that they might be totally jonesing to get fucked in the ass because there is a, a lot of misunderstandings and assumptions 
and just a lack of understanding as opposed to a misunderstanding, sort of like, why would you want this type of thing? And I think that that podcast does a wonderful job of explaining it. I'm glad you experienced it the same way. And your last paragraph about all the different things that I talk about and bring up and have taught you in all these podcasts, thank you so much. I try because sometimes it does feel like I'm answering the same questions all the time, but there's always little differences here and there. And again, I've said this so many times, my job here is to build a foundation of knowledge so that people can come and learn. And the more we all tell our stories about this, the more that this whole concept of pegging becomes normalized and becomes just one more excellent thing you can put in your sexual treasure chest of choices for a couple. So it sounds like you are definitely hooked and I am thrilled for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can just picture how much fun you guys are having now. (laughs) Thank you so much for the letter. I really, really appreciate all your kind words. Ah, so the other question that you asked me, I just (laughs) scanned again. I went, wait, isn't there one more question she asked? And yes, indeed there was. It was about storage. So we talked about that a bit at the end of that one webinar, but I've thought about it a fair amount. I do tend to keep my toys in Ziploc baggies. Once I clean them, like if I'm going on a trip or something, I clean them, I sanitize them, and then I put them perfectly clean into individual Ziploc baggies. So that is something I think that, assuming that the toy fits into the Ziploc baggie, I use those big gallon freezer size, okay? Um, that That's a wonderful way to keep them clean. And you can also take them and put them in just one of those plastic storage boxes you know, um, the kind that you would put under the bed or something. I don't know if you have any other concerns when people talk about storing sex toys. Many times they have children and it needs to be lockable and it needs to be somewhat disguisable instead of, you know, this big thing that screams open me and check out what's inside. (laughs) So if that's a consideration, then the answers would be totally different because you're trying to disguise it, right? But I would just put them in whatever storage container you enjoy the most. But one of those plastic storage containers would be perfectly fine, especially if it's clear plastic, you can kind of see which are which. It sounds like you want to like catalog them and organize them. So you could put labels on the top of the boxes, which toys are in what. This is the BDSM stuff. This is the dildos. This is the harnesses, (laughs) what have you. So yes, that's kind of the best information I have for you. If you have really good toys, you can throw them all together and let them touch each other, okay? But every once in a while, you're going to get a toy that's not maybe 100% silicone, and it can take on colors from other toys, or it can stick to another toy. And you really want to avoid that because that does damage to both toys involved, even if one of them is a really good silicone toy. So putting them in individuals at block baggies is probably a great idea. So I'm glad I found that before I went on to the next letter. Thanks again for your letter, Emma. And now we have begging celebration time.
subject says Girls' Day. Thanks again, Ruby, for your podcast and spreading cheeks one ass at a time. I found your podcast back in 2017 after my wife sent me a link for the men from Lover's Lane, and it had an article about men and their prostates and pleasure that could be found there. After reading that article, I began my search about men's prostate health and pleasure. That's when I ran into the infamous Ruby Rider on the good old internet. You explain things very thorough. So to me, I thought it sounds like a ton of fun that I've never explored. I did have a girlfriend in my past that played with putting a finger in me while we were fucking, and that was amazing, and made me come almost instantly when she stuck her finger in my rose blossom. That was back in my 20s. Now, after one divorce from my sexually incompatible wife that thought giving head or any sexual act was just unthinkable, except having kids, I found a lady that seemed more acceptable to being open about sexuality and truth. I dated here for five years before she became my wife, which is the lady I first wrote about that found stuff on men's prostate play. So I listened to several of your podcasts and end up finding your infamous 112 podcast. Listened to it while at work, of course, and then when at home. I clutched up and stuttered to my now wife as I poured her a glass of wine that... Look, dear, we need to sit and have a small talk. There's something I'd like you to listen to as you drink your wine and not to interrupt. Just take it all in and then we'll talk. After our talk in your podcast one week later, we had our first pegging slash lovemaking session and man, it was greater than I expected. She was nervous and so was I, of course, but once she got it in and started working her cock, I was in heaven. Wave after wave just crashed on top of me until, I couldn't believe it, a huge, smashing, body-shaking orgasm. Afterwards, she said, I never heard you moan and scream in pleasure like that in normal sex. And I kissed her and said, baby, this is normal sex. She got such a big kick out of making me moan and scream like a bitch that now she thinks she owns my ass and orgasms. And I've assured her she does. <laughs> Love you, Ruby. Keep doing what you do. And he signed it Mounted in Michigan. <laughs> oh, you guys just delight me when you send in your letters. My goodness, congratulations. That sounds amazing. Yes, you definitely made a better choice a second time around with a more sexually compatible partner. Good on you. Congratulations on that part of it. Nice choice. And just to hear how she was so thrilled at the noises. I hear that a lot. I hear that givers, you know, once they try this, even sometimes just anal exploration with their partner, the noises that their partner makes and the enthusiasm they show for how much it feels so good. And almost sometimes the moving around and making the noises is an uncontrolled thing. It's not something they think about. It just happens. And the giver is just like, whoa, you don't do that when we have normal sex. And they become really intrigued. In fact, that's one of the things I recommend for reluctant partners who say, yeah, yeah, you can do that ass play stuff, but I really don't want any part of it. One of the things that I suggest is to put in a butt plug while you're doing PIV and let your partner see how quickly you come or how excited you are or how primal and kind of intense it feels, right? And sometimes, not always, there's never any guarantees. And everybody always has the right to say no to 
is something they don't want to do. But it is not unusual in a situation like that for the giver to become intrigued at that level of intensity and excitement and the noises that their partner makes and goes, whoa, you know, let's check this out a little bit more because I've never seen you do that kind of stuff before. So yeah, that's one of the suggestions that I make. So how fun for you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She owns your ass in orgasms. Congratulations, sir. And to the both of you, it sounds like you're having so much fun in Michigan. (laughs) Thank you for the letter been pegging for quite some time now and we've used the spare parts tomboy and sasha harnesses a couple of issues have bothered my wife in doing the deed slippage and stabilizing of the dildo and the stiffness of the dildo base in the harness against her pubic bone these issues both come about more when we peg doggy style and missionary we use the vixen mustang and vixen leo and occasionally the boss by fun factory which doesn't present too much of an issue on the stiff base question but shifts around when pegging any advice on how to mitigate these is there something to put over the base of the dildo is there a harness that maybe addresses both the stability of the dildo while pegging and cushions against my wife during thrusting thanks all so um he also wrote a a little bit more and said I had one person suggest the banana pants bumper but even better I found the bee kush on their site that advertised itself as an item that prevents pubic bruising that checks the box I believe unless you have other suggestions and so there remains the issue about the dildo moving about during thrusting would using something along the lines of the spare part Jacques do the trick is there perhaps a harness that could both cushion behind the base of the dildo and stabilize it from shifting around during pegging. Thanks for all you do. Stay safe and be well. Okay, so, and this is from Devin. So Devin, here's the deal. Um, I teach about this in my equipment class, and here's what I say. Whenever you have a fabric harness, what you're dealing with is a sewn-in O-ring, and that is an O-ring that you cannot change. Why would you want to change an O-ring? Well, you want to change an O-ring because you want to finesse the fit of the O-ring around the toy as tightly as possible to try and create one cohesive unit that you can strap on your body or pull on the panties. And it is a part of you that doesn't jiggle around, that doesn't become displaced, and that fits in the right place. Now, let's talk about the right place. I am of the opinion that the base of that toy needs to be over her vulva area as opposed to up higher over the pubic bone. There are some who disagree with me, but I think that if you're going to be fucking your partner, if your body type will allow it, because sometimes with the big beautiful bodies, it's difficult to get it down that far and still have clearance because of the lovely large thighs and the lovely large belly. But if you are able to feel like you have control with that toy, situated and adjusted down far enough to where it is over your vulva that is ideal positioning not only because you have potential external clitoral stimulation from the base of the toy but also because it is not high enough to be on your pubic bone which can indeed cause bruising now there are some of you out there that that is just not the place you want it to be because you don't feel like you have enough control over the toy itself so you enjoy a toy being higher up and it does happen to be over the pubic bone and can cause some discomfort in that manner so the bee kush that you mention that banana pants has 
is wonderful. It is this basically, there, there's a variety of these different types of things that people sell. Uh, Scylla Saddle, I think, is one that is proprietary to SheVibe, if I'm not mistaken. And they are basically pads that are meant to cushion that pubic bone soreness. You know, if you get really enthusiastic and you really like to nail your partner to the wall or the mattress or wherever, uh, you can end up with discomfort on that pubic bone area. So the more padding, the better, right? So is there a harness that addresses the stability? Because let's go back to the stability issue, that sewn-in O-ring, okay? So if you have a diameter toy that's a little bit smaller than that sewn-in O-ring, the stability can be an issue. The best stability that you're going to get is with a leather harness, even though that may not be what you want, and a set of silicone O-rings that allow you to finesse the fit to the tightest O-ring you can put in there to hold that exact dildo tightly on the harness and against you because that way there's not moving around there's not jostling around there's not that quarter inch of play in between the diameter of the toy and the sewn in o-ring of the fabric harness see what i mean so the stability of a leather harness is always going to be a little bit better one of the advantages of the leather harness is that it's adjustable it's highly adjustable as opposed to a fabric harness where the hole is where the hole is, you've got a two-strap harness which is infinitely more adjustable so that you can pull that down so that if you want the base of that toy over the vulva, that's where it is, and then maybe you won't need the padding. But working with the harnesses that you have, you can either use the B-Cush, but another thing you might want to try is there is a line of, they call them neoprene stabilizers that Rodeo has. I'll put a link in the link rama And not only do they have a variety of different O-ring sizes, so you can size it exactly to whatever toy you have, but it also provides padding so that wherever your partner wears that toy is going to have this nice neoprene pad behind it. So I think that might be the best choice for you because there are these stabilizer rings that you can get that are kind of foam, but I think if she wants to wear it up higher, the neoprene one might be better and thicker for her. So I'll put a link and you can check those out to both the stabilizer ring, which is a whole lot cheaper, and also the neoprene stabilizer, which is a little bit more finessing and fitted to your situation. And you can figure out which ones that sound the best to you or that look the best to you. Back to the harness issue. One of the things that you ask is if the spare part shock would do the trick. Well, it's going to fix one of your problems because the Jacques is a two-strap fabric harness. It's the best one on the market. And two-strap harnesses are much more adjustable than a panty-style harness, which is pretty much the rest of fabric harnesses are all some version of panty-style or boxers or something like that. The Jacques is different. It is a two-strap. So you will be able to adjust that harness so that it fits over her vulva, but it's not going to do anything about the padding at all. And you are still going to have that issue if you have a smaller diameter toy than the sewn-in O-ring of the lack of stability. The thing is, is that the, the toys you have 
are fairly girthy. They're not really, really girthy, but you've got the Mustang and the Leo and the Boss, and those are not going to have that much play in terms of the diameter of them in comparison to the Sonin O-ring. I think one of the things that might be happening here is that your partner is very sensitive to the give that is inherent in the elastic of a fabric harness. And I teach about this in my equipment uh, webinar as well. Anytime you are using a fabric harness, you are going to be dealing with elastic. There is no way to get around that. That is exactly the way it works. So elastic is always going to be part of the picture. No matter how good that elastic is, no matter how expensive that harness is and what good materials they're using, how strong those elastic bands are, you're still going to have elastic. So it's got a little bit of give. So if you really start fucking and things, there's that quarter inch of give. And sometimes that quarter inch of give drives givers crazy. Some of other ones don't even notice it. So it sounds like she is just more particular about that, which is totally fine. So to solve that, probably the leather is going to be what you need. And that is the best advice that I could give you. I'm going to link to the leather harnesses I know about. There's three different ones to choose from, from Aslan Leather. And one is quite minimalistic, just the Aslan Leather Commando. If you wanted to try that out, and it, it's uh, crotchless, and it's just small leather straps, so it is quite uh, minimalistic and less expensive than their other models, which are the Jaguar and the Minx. Oh, and I'll also put a link to the Scylla saddle because that's one more option that you can take a look at and, you know, whatever her intuition is about which would feel best against her wonderful lady bits. There you go. Thanks for the question. Good luck with it. Let us know what you got and how you like it. Here is my next letter. I've been very, very interested in pegging for many, many years. My wife once commented about pegging, based on hearing about it, that it is a gay man's fantasy. I want it, but she is not very open-minded. She mostly focuses on her pleasure. I still hold out hope to introduce this into our sex lives. Okay, so whenever I get a letter like this, it's like I don't have enough information to answer it perfectly. And I'm never going to be able to have enough information to answer it perfectly because I'd have to talk to her too. So, uh, because there's so many different reasons that this person could be reluctant. The one that I default to and the one that I actually have a solution to is to correct any misconceptions and myths that she may have. So there's going to be a link to the podcast that I've recorded that works in that regard. You need to listen to the podcast first. And once you listen to it, because you have to listen to it first, only you can decide if it's an appropriate thing for your partner, then sit down with her and listen to it with her. And whenever there's questions that you two have about something I talk about that comes up, press the pause button and talk about it. It's a fantastic way to get all that out into the open. Now, a sidelong one-time comment about pegging is that it's a gay man's fantasy. That cracked me up, I gotta tell you, because gay men do not want women fucking them, okay? That is not how gay works. Gay men prefer gay men. 
<laughs> okay. Or men, period. <laughs> Ideally gay, because otherwise I wouldn't be having sex with them. You get the point. Anyway, yeah, just because she said that, that might be one of those misconceptions, okay? So you say she's not really open-minded. There's not a lot I can do about that, but you can give her information. And that podcast number 112 is absolutely information. Here are some other things that you can say to her. You can say to your wife, you know how you really like feeling me inside you. I want to feel that too. I want to feel what it's like to have you inside me. And you know how you have that spot inside you that feels amazing? There's a spot like that for men too. And it's a territory that I really would like to explore. Now you do say she mostly focuses on her pleasure. So just that very few words there can suggest that she's more of a selfish lover. I don't know if she is or not. I don't know what the situation is in your relationship. And this is where it goes off that cliff into the territory where I don't have enough information to answer your question. For all I know, she might be a really selfish partner that just basically wants you to get her off and then she's done. And you're like, you know, she's like, jerk off if you want. I'm done with you, right? I have no idea. But then again, you might be the kind of guy who comes home from your job and sits and watches TV and drinks a beer and says, cook my dinner and doesn't help out and is not really a very good partner and is not helpful and you don't keep your side of the street clean. She might be the kind of partner that doesn't keep her side of the street clean. See, I don't really know. Or either one of you could have had trauma in your past that somehow affects your sexuality. See what I mean? There's so many different possibilities here that I am unable to give you the perfect response. All I can say is give her more information. Express your desire. And when you express your desire to her to explore this as much as possible, try and do it in a manner that's calm if she accuses you of you anything, don't respond to the bait. Respond very calmly. No, no, I'm not gay. Don't get mad. Don't get defensive. And if at all possible, when you're talking with her about it, sound excited about it. Like, this is a really cool thing that I think might be very fun for us. And I would love to explore it with you. And so if you could just keep an open mind and we could check it all out, we could see. And if we try it and it's something you don't like, no harm, no foul. It's okay. Try very hard not to walk into this with a tremendous amount of shame and embarrassment. And I know sometimes that's really difficult to do because the world has taught us that shame and embarrassment comes with this sexual activity for straight men. I mean, it's so fucked up, but yes, that is what society has taught us, sadly. And it's not true. This is just new sexual territory. And you also said she's not very open-minded. That is the part that suggests to me that it's possible you might want to go see a therapist. And, I, you know, go see is not the correct wording here because we're in COVID times. But there are a lot of therapists out there who are doing online sessions now. You definitely want someone who is sex positive. And I'm going to put a link for a Dr. Tom Murray who is fantastic in that regard. And uh, he is really good at working with couples on a whole variety of different fronts, be it alternative relationship structures, alternative sexualities, you know, all kinds of different stuff. Without doing the knee-jerk judging, something's wrong with you, You ha it's like a, a pathological thing that you like BDSM or that you want to get fucked in the ass with a strap-on, basically. So I'm going to put his link in the link around and anybody else listening can check him out too if you are looking for someone to do therapy with and you weren't sure who to trust. He's a great person. 
But the reason I would suggest at least considering therapy is because when you say she's not very open-minded, well, that sounds like a source of frustration for you, clearly, because you're wanting to explore pegging. So how about you dive into that a little bit? And how about you talk about that in the presence of a therapist and see if there's something that you can do in that regard that can meet your needs as well as not push her boundaries too hard. That's what therapists are for is to take you through things like that. So there you go. So thank you for the question. Thank you for the contribution. Good luck to you. Let us know how it goes. Okay, we're done for this time. Pegging Paradise is where you can find my blog, podcasts, and my erotica. Pegging101.com offers informational pegging articles only with no kink. My podcasts are available through any of your favorite podcast downloader apps. You can also stream them directly from my website if you like. The follow tab has links for you to subscribe to my blog, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, FetLife, MeWe, Reddit, PleaseMe, and TikTok. When you order exciting new toys from EnticeMe.com, please do remember to use that coupon code RIDER for free shipping. Send your questions to Ruby at PeggingParadise.com. No question is too big, too bold, or too bitchy. My listeners are going to learn along with you, so please don't hesitate. Throw those questions in my mailbox or record your question on the voice app of your phone and send it in to me. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. You rock. Happy pegging. And no shame.